0: All right, it's DT Systems, dog-tested and dog-tough. You know, we like that dog in them, baby. We've been using the H2O 1820. Over the last several months, we've been playing with this unit. Our friends at Standing Stone Kennels, Ethan and Kat, they've been using it for years, and we've been playing with it. We really like it. I think for the dog trainer, the hunter, and the guy or gal who's training their dog to get ready for duck season, we'll really enjoy the 1820. Super reliable, super consistent, great unit for you and your dogs. H2O 1820. Dog tested. Dog. Hashtag man's bass kennel, it's Gunner Kennel's baby. It's a kit. We had Addison on the, the podcast, a phenomenal dude, always innovating our industry. And one of the things that he brought up is it's a kit. It's not just the kennel itself. You've got the fan 2.0 for your summer, right? Like it's hot out. We got to keep that dog cool in wintertime. You got the all weather kit keeps that poor body temperature in there. So the dog doesn't have to work as hard to stay warm. They also have the magnetic door accessory that keeps that body temperature in there. And then the straps, everybody thinks like, Oh, Just go to Home Depot and get the cheapo straps. Well, listen, they developed these straps so that basically you can lift a VW bug with the two straps. So, if you were to get in a car accident on the way to the duck blind or the training grounds, that dog is going to be beyond strapped and stay safe. Check it out Gunner Kennels, baby. Slide in the DMs. We'll hook you up. It's force fetch, baby. It's the number one question we get asked. You don't know how to fix it? Let me help you. Let me get you to your goals. We built a course bunch of videos. I think there's 13 or 14 videos start to finish on how you and your dog can get through the force fetch process successfully. The link's in the description. Be sure to check it out and let me help you and your dog. what's going on everybody and welcome to another episode of la 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 lone ducks gundog chronicles Baby, we got a good one for you this is week two with foundation retrievers oliver berman his yankee trip north of the mason dixon we had a good time we got one more day to train and a hunt test coming up to seal the deal for him but first Let's get in the old sponsors. You can do, baby, the food, the fuels, the truck of loan duck. But if you had heard a little bit about our last weekend, it's more like loan suck. But do me a favor. Try the three month challenge. Now, I think people are taking me serious that Kevin's actually going to buy you a bag of food if you don't like it. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about that one. But you're going to like it anyway, so stand by it. Yeah. We're not buying you a bag. I'm just saying. You're going to like it. You're going to see a difference in coat, teeth. You know, It's hard to ask a dog what they feel like, but you're going to see a little bit in their energy level, their stool, like overall well-being in three months if you're not happy. Kevin, will buy you a bag. Next up, smoke them if you got them. I'm picking ribs out of my teeth right now. Uh, mm, I like it like that. She working that back. Slow cook it for me. Slow cook it for me. Did I tell you I made pizza on the Traeger last night? No, that's official. I don't even know what,
1: the, what does that even mean. But I made I don't pizza. Know, on but it. I'm in my rap mode, so I just talk true. Like a you got rapper. a flat brim on. Uh, yeah, but it's <laughs> it's a bush flat brim. It flat is brimmer. a bush for the farmers. Flat the brim. farmers. Tip, flat tip one out. Yep. Uh, made pizzas on the Traeger. Getting the kitchen redone. No stove.
0: Just camping. Hey, you know what? Smoke him if you got Smoke him. Baby. we got him, baby. All right. Next up, give them the business with the bismuth, baby. Oh, Andrew, big sweat. He's a big Kent supporter. And Andrew, you, you don't have a microphone, but you know, verbal nod. He got some bismuth. Uncle Bob got him a little business with the bismuth. So he's going to report back this fall on how he likes shooting that. I don't know. Shoot or shoot, baby. What are you waiting for? Get on the business train. Next up, Dogtra, the collar we've used for, dang, over 10 years now. Customer service, quality, can't beat it. Oliver, what do you got? Dogtra Edge RT. Okay, way to get in there, bud. Nice job. He's in the game. He's got the Edge RT. I got the Edge RT. It's a three-dog unit, ex- excellent consistency. I mean, that's that's when I'm going out to train, that's in my back pocket. Um, you can check them out at Lone DuckOutfitters.com. baby. Next up, Waypoint Outdoor Collective. They keep us in tune with you and you in tune with us. Lastly, Gunner Kennels, man's best kennel. When you're rolling down the road, and you know, old Forrest Gump, we've all seen the movie. Shh, it happens. You see what I did there, right there? Shh, it happens. You never know when an accident's going to occur, and I don't want my dog riding down the road unprepared and unsafe. So, get in a gunner kennel. Shoot us a DM if you want to learn more. But now, let's get into the show baby all right and now we are live back in the podcast we've got Oliver Berman Foundation Retrievers back in action and we're doing something a little bit different for all you listeners you know riding down the road or maybe you're you're sitting in your office and you're you know looking over this big beautiful sky you know pretending to do work pretending to do work but you're listening to the lone d we're doing it different so Patreon members are doing a happy hour tonight, and about bi-monthly, that means two times a month, (laughs) Patreon members are tuning in to our two times a month happy hour, Uh, and if anybody is not on mute on our Patreons, we got to mute, okay, Uh, but they are tuning in, watching me and Oliver just talking. Talking dogs. Say hi, Oliver. How's it going, guys? Having a few bush lattes. There you go. And we're in talk dog training. Yeah. Can we talk about your outfit here? Well, they can't see it on the podcast, but I got some serious bush gear in the mail. Feel real, real special about it. And uh, for the farmers. It's for the farmers. It's It's the corn season. So they got the corn cans and the corn koozies and uh that's a good crew neck that's a good crew neck i don't think you're a crew neck guy but that's a good crew neck i think it fits him i feel like i'm kind of a hipster in it oh well, yes and i'm not a hipster
2: you're not a farmer nor a farmer
0: <laughs> there you go <laughs> neither i if you gave me a corn kernel and said plant this thing i'd be like mm, plant where? <laughs> probably gonna give it to my pigeons Anyways, let's get into the show. All right. What I'd like to first discuss, and I think this is an important piece of dog training, that A, the amateur, the single dog guy or gal has a hard time with is bird boy help. Bird throwers, whether it's your husband, your wife, your kid, your neighbor, your duck hunting buddy, Whoever can help you train your dog, I think, you know, wingers, man, it, it ups your game. Those lucky duck or whatever they're called. Yeah, like Thunder the, launchers. Thund, whatever it is, <clears throat> the handheld thing that shoots a, a 22 and launches a bumper, it, it, 60, d- 70 yards. DT like, system. Yep, yeah, DT systems has one. They're great training tools. But I think nothing can help you train a dog like good bird boy help. And and we've been fortunate enough these last two weeks to have uh, Andrew Floyd, little drip, big sweat over here, and he's been helping. He, he's uh, the right-hand man for Oliver, and he's good at it, man. He, he knows there's a couple things. One, that I've witnessed a good bird boy will do. One, he knows the dogs. Absolutely. So he knows every dog on Oliver's truck, and 98% does the right thing. So he, he's not helping an older dog when you don't want him to help. He's not waiting for a younger dog. He's he's there for him when they need it. And we've got little cues,
2: you know, making a hand motion out of your actual hand, like a Pac-Man, and he knows that means, hey, hey, if I start swinging my arms both ways, that means, hey, the dog can't see you take a step out give a hey hey um a lot of different cues that you know yeah if we had a radio it'd be easier but you know we just for whatever reason when we started out we weren't using a ton of radios or whatever it may be and and he learned pretty quickly that hey this is what this means and you know i'd have a client come in and their dog wouldn't see him and i'd start behind them doing a motion hey, hey
0: hey hey yeah so i i think communication between handler and bird boy is key understanding of Basic good dog training. Helping a dog too much has them rely on the bird boy too much. Not helping enough creates failure, and dogs, you know, when they're marking and they're learning marking, need a lot of success. And so what I'd like to touch on, and we this isn't a half an hour conversation. This is pretty quick. right? But I think there are certain things, like, let, let's per se. We've got, oh jolene jolene is a four and a half month old black labrador retriever she is learning how to mark and when i've got bird boy help i'm making sure a few things as the handler one we're in short grass already setting her up for success two we're using white bumpers Uh, we get that question a lot. What color bumpers do you use? What do you use? I use three-inch black and whites or three-inch whites when I'm doing marks 99% of the time. Same thing with us. There are times I'll use orange. but At a young age, something they can see. Something they can see. I want them to go to the area of the fall, and I want them to be successful finding it. I don't want them to put on a big hunt, and then a bigger hunt, and a bigger hunt, and then ultimately quit.
2: The battle's getting them there.
0: That's right. Number two is increasing the distance that they're comfortable going. So another common theme we see when we get dogs in from, you know, families, they throw from the hip. So... You sit the dog down or you give fun bumpers, whatever the case may be. You sit the dog down and you throw a bumper from your hip. And guess how far you can throw that sucker? 30 to 45 yards would be my guess. Right. And then me and you get this dog. And when you throw it an 80-yard mark. I stop at 40. 45 yards. Yeah. They hit that invisible wall. And to help teach that dog to break through that wall, your bird boy... Big sweat, little drip, little drip. I heard you can't use a T when you when you make up gangster names. Okay, that I never heard that. Yeah, you can't be like, "Hi, I'm Little Drip." Little Lil. Hey, I'm Little Drip. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, you pick these things up when you're 34. Learn from the kids. Okay, so Little Drip, aka Big Sweat, at 80 yards. Is going to see that young dog, Jolene, start to break down at 45 yards and he's going to hey, hey, and throw another bumper in route. We call it the fireman drill. Okay. And you can do the same whether it's 120 yards, 250 yards, 500 yards, 100 or 80, right? Like it doesn't matter. The key is when that dog is reaching its breakdown point and it lacks the confidence to get out further you're helping that dog move past that point because of the bird boy.
2: And it, and it can be a split-second decision. You know, Andrew, I tell him all the time, you, you know, when do you want me to help? You watch the dog, and when you see that dog breaking down, you know, you take a step out, hey, hey, and throw. Um, <clears throat> And that's where it comes into him knowing your dogs or knowing, you know, what their hunt pattern is. Do they go blow past the mark? Do they check down? I think for puppies, like you said, they're going to most likely stop short. That's
1: right.
0: Yeah. And then there's an element of like, watch me. We talked about this today or yesterday. Like, I don't remember what dog it was. So we can't, I'm going to make it up, but let's say it was Raven. Uh, one of Oliver's dogs. Maybe I think big sweat wasn't helping the dog and you want him to help the dog. And you said something to him like, you're supposed to be watching me. And he's like, no, I was watching the dog. So there's a happy medium there where he has to, he has to do both. You're asking a lot of somebody out there to say, and in his mind, he's probably thinking the dog's still working it out, figuring it out. And you're like, Hey, I want you to help him. Right. So it's a fine line. And I've said it on the podcast a hundred thousand times. Now dog training is a finesse game. It's not a plus B equals C, right? It's a game time decision in the moment. And he might help the dog when you don't want him to, he might, not help or wait. Yeah, yeah. Not but, help the dog when I want him to. Right, because he
2: thinks it may be working itself out and whatever it may be.
0: Sure. Um, I kind of err on the side of helping, and it depends on the dog. If it is a dog that doesn't rely on the bird boy, and they're just running hell's half acre and they're lost, I'm gonna help.
2: Well, you saw it today. I mean, dogs swimming past the. Memory bird and you know bird boy hey 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 and they weren't even paying them a lick of attention right right but definitely err on the side of of helping versus not
0: creating success building confidence now there are other dogs who are lazy and they'll be like I'm gonna keep running hey big sweat I'm gonna keep running hey big sweat I'm gonna keep running hey big sweat and they're checking in on your bird boy waiting for him to help them because they know if they stall long enough they're going to either get another mark that's the problem with the fireman drill where he rel- throws in root. they rely too much they rely too much on him, him. Right. so you do it spur you do it when they're young and breaking that barrier and you do it when you're really stretching them out and you do it when they're really lost but if you see a dog start to veer towards the bird boy and look at them waiting for another bumper to come from him, you, you got to stop. Right. Shorten your marks back up to where they can do them without bird boy help, and get them to mark on their own confidently.
1: So we had we had a question come in from TJ, and actually, I typed out a whole response and then figured no one cares to hear what I have to say. So why don't we? <laughs> why don't I just ask you guys? Uh, so TJ asked. If you don't have access to a bird boy, like in theory, can you set up multiple launchers at one marking location so that you can throw another bumper in route if you need to?
2: Absolutely. Um, and nowadays with the electronics, they make them where they make a sound. It can be a gunshot. It can be a uh, duck call. It can be a pheasant cackle. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's what we, that's what we'll do if we're using a winger on maybe a multiple mark.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: My only thought on that. Because my two cents means a ton. Uh it's worth two cents. Thank you. Uh is like then you're you're gonna have a lot of wingers laying around. Like you're gonna have backup on your backup just in case, and then you're gonna have wingers for your setup for your second mark and things like that, and not everybody just has that many wingers laying around. So in theory, yeah, that would be a great idea, and you can do it, but I mean you'd have to have a whole bunch of wingers. So here's
2: here's how I You know do. what I mean? Go ahead.
1: Or am I wrong? Well, no, oh,
2: you're, you're I fine. I agree with you. I think too, though, if you're throwing them in route, you're probably not throwing mul- multiple multiple marks. But I get what you're saying. Where hey, if you're only throwing one mark, then you got to okay, your dog's successful. Now you've got to move over here with all your wingers again. So, I mean, I get yeah, I get where you're coming from.
0: That's why in the beginning of the show, I said it's imperative to have a bird boy. I think you have TJ. There's gotta be a kid that lives near you or or. Uh, or
2: or teach them to, to place on a place, place okay. board and you go out there.
0: Let's hold that and okay. let's talk about that in a minute okay. because I wanted to bring that up. Just sidebar it okay. while right. we finish this winger comment.
1: I feel like you could even pay the neighbor kid next door
0: 10 bucks and be like, hey, man, come, come yeah, do You only first. have three dogs uh, and yeah. one dog. Come come throw for me. Um, And you're getting a kid into the sport, so that's a positive as well. But I think there, there are certain times... That like, let's say you own three wingers and I'm doing uh, a teaching double. I might set one winger out or excuse me, two wingers out at the memory bird, throw it, dog goes and gets it. My other winger launches a bird. He watches it, marks it. Then at the location where I had two wingers, they throw it again like, then you, there's ways to do it. He's right. You can do it with wingers. um,
2: But for the first few a, months, if you can find a bird oh, boy, God, it will
0: yeah. help you tremendously.
2: And then when your dog's marking properly, it's confident, then you, yes. bring, it's like our old dogs. Yeah. We and, can train them on wingers.
0: Yep. And then you can use, like Oliver said a minute ago, you, they have a quack function. They have a beep function. They got all these different functions to make noises out in the field to get that dog to suck back into towards that area and hunt but you know it's 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 hard i've trained you know when i first started i trained with wingers all of them and i built a bunch of master hunters with wingers and it's freaking hard um but it's doable and now oliver let's talk about your comment there of the place and going and throwing yourself so build build that from start to finish
2: TJ had a comment, I survived by the placeboard. Let's get to walkaways. So for us, <clears throat> we talked about it last podcast about a dog that potentially could run blinds and you know, throwing a mark, sending them back to the placeboard, what I would do or what I have done in the past is instead of having one specific line where you run, say five marks in a field from that same spot. So you walk out there, you throw the mark, the dog picks up the mark, you walk them back to the placeboard you walk away, what we will, what you can do is take a field and throw a mark, send the dog from the place board, and when the dog gets the bird or bumper, call them right where you are to where you threw it from, sit them down there, and then you walk away. So you're not, you're not doubling your distance on walking back to where the dog started. You don't necessarily have to have a place board with you, obviously, because you're not going to be carrying multiple place boards around, but you could start out on a place board, tell them sit, and throw the mark. They pick it up come right back to you, tell them sit. You could even just say place, sit, you walk away, and, and you can do that throughout a, a field at different you know, different lengths and basically use a whole field for multiple marks. Does that kind of make sense?
0: Yeah, and I liked what you had made the comment. Maybe it was last time or just me and you talking. You'll have a white pole in a bucket by your place board, so if your dog is capable of running white pole blinds, you will – You'll put them on place, walk out, throw a mark. They'll pick it up, return to you out in the field. You'll line them up turn like a, on a blind, turn them
2: back right around dead bird. And you can—I've done it both ways. I've turned dead bird back, or I've said place, place. and they take off running. And it takes—you know—we're not starting out at seventy yards. We're starting out at twenty yards just to teach them the concept of right. turn right back around, and go back to that place support. I've done it with a dog stand. Sure, it's the same thing. They, they, they—once they do it a few times, they get the picture.
0: That's right. It takes practice, and then you start time. doing that with
2: dogs, and they turn around and start. When you say "dead bird," they're they're looking out, they're going okay. Because when I get to where I'm going, I get a mark.
0: That's right, and it builds confidence that way. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, let to finish the conversation about bird boys, I want to talk about the different styles of helping. Okay. So let's say we're throwing a medium dog, a junior, senior, even master hunter. There there might be different scenarios where let's say I send uh Quinn. I send her out and she's veering towards the gun, meaning she her line is leaving my side she's running she's running she's running and she starts leaning in towards she's sucking Andrew. to the gun yeah one way to help would be Andrew step out and he doesn't say a word he doesn't do anything but take two steps away from the holding blind away from the four wheeler and that's going to help push the dog off there's no that's like mini bird boy help i might have him give arm Number 2 would be ksh, Andrew step out fake throw. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to make the ksh sound. If someone writes in what movie that is from, we're going to send you a hat. Make make an Instagram post I about think, that. I
2: think I know this one. I'm not going to say anything for that. I- yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we've talked about this before because i know I'm a child it. and it makes me laugh every time all right
0: so andrew step out fake throw and that will help push a dog off of the gun and stay on the correct side of the gun and help build confidence to keep driving out i would probably use a fake throw if they're starting to break down and it's an older dog Versus throwing another bumper in route. Now they're relying on him too much. And
2: you've got to see how the dog responds. Some dog, a young dog, may go straight to Andrew when he goes, mm-hmm. takes a step out, hey, and throw.
0: Um, yeah, versus if and then you bird. make a mental note, exactly. That can't do that again. Yep, exactly. But that would be that would be number two. Number three would be uh, fake throw and give a hey, hey. Right. Okay. So, he steps out, dog's in route, he fake throws and gives a hey-hey, and, again, dog keeps driving out there. The fourth and, like, final one would be, hey, throw him another one. Right Now, that would be dogs in route to the mark. Now, let's say they got to the area. Andrew's sitting on the four-wheeler doing jack. He ain't doing anything. He's on his phone. Yeah, he's He's TikToking, Snapchatting whatever he does out YouTubing, Tinder, grinder I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what his preference is. But Andrew's out there on the four-wheeler, and he doesn't have to do anything. Dog gets to the area and hunts, and it gets a little bigger and a little bigger and a little bigger and a little bigger, and, little bigger and he's behind the gun. Now what are you going to do?
2: Hey, hey, probably throw a bird. You would. Dep- depending on the dog. I think you saw it today where dogs, Miss Maggie that was throwing. I had a few dogs that so she would hey, hey, and they were so they were sucking to where Andrew was. And right. she, they would turn around when she said hey, hey, but they're like, uh, what do I do? Yeah. And so eventually she just grabbed a bird. And the minute she said hey, hey, they turned around, tossed the bird up. And those were, I mean, those were some, those are dogs that transition level, season level dogs, you know, probably, learning
0: to run master level stuff. Probably Richie's dog. My dogs didn't do that, Richie. I'll send you a business card, bud.
2: Stella's not with us.
0: Good <laughs> job. I know. I actually know all your dogs now. Good. Um, and, I, and I think one
2: thing we haven't talked about, and I get on to Andrew about this, it's, it's no different than a trainer with a puppy is you can't just go, hey, hey. Hey, hey. You've got to have some, you know, you can't heep, be monotone. Heep, 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 it's hey, got to be hey. fun. Hop, 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 hop. Exactly. I mean, I, I, so many times, and Andrew can tell you, he'll be hey, hey and a dog, and I'll run out there, you know, with my little storming out there, and I'll start – you know, using a different dialect and acting like a schoolgirl and that dog goes, ooh, that sounds fun. Let me, you know, and it, and it sounds funny and we joke about it, but at the end of the day, it makes a difference.
0: Hell yeah, dude. Hey, 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 isn't as fun as, hey, 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 up, 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 hey, up, hey, hey, hey. That gets them fired up and they'll look. All you need them to do is look,
2: and really think,
0: mean. and put two and two together. Right. Um. But here's the thing. When the That was a great point that you made about possibly helping. To me, that's a game-time decision, and it's dog-dependent. That's the finesse. If you don't think you can get them to him in that area with just hey hayes, then yeah, sure, help him out. Toss something else out there. Um, Walk towards the bird a little bit or whatever. But, But I try, when they are in that area and they are hunting, I try not to have the bird boy throw him another one.
2: Exactly. I think, depending on the age of the dog.
0: And today was different because they were swimming. Correct. And they were looking in no man's land. That's a little bit different. But when they're on land and they're 30 yards away. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, Andrew throws them another one. That immediately, immediately built dependency on the bird boy. Okay. And I think if you do that three times, they're going to be like, I'm just going to run run to Andrew and he's going to throw me a bird. So, I think... Your bird boy is extremely important, and, and now we just spent 25 minutes talking about it.
2: I'll add one little yeah. comment, and we'll be done with it. Okay. You know, and, and I think, too, you got to explain as well that, you know, if, for maybe not our puppies, but maybe our transition dogs are learning, you know, going over a point and getting back in the water. Don't be afraid, too, with some of those dogs. Hey, if they find, you know, if you've struggled to get them in the water over the point, they've done what your battle is, so reward them. By That's right.
0: Them out. That's a great point. If, if they've accomplished the hardest part of your training Give them, and then easy. they're starting to struggle a little bit, make it easy on them. Right. We talked about it last podcast. Hard to get to, easy to find, easy to get to, hard to find. If they did all the hard stuff and really gave you full effort and now they're a little bit lost, help them out. Cool. Next. Next up. What do you got, Kev? Oh, and Saving Silverman.
1: Oh, TJ's TJ for the win. TJ uh, for the win. Y'all yeah, already asked him to <laughs> DM us. The thing. That's the best, uh, best comment of the
2: night. Big difference in Heather New York was Canada.
1: Heather made a comment. Thank you, Heather. Big difference in a New York hey hey than a Southern hey hey. Uh, can I get a good uh, Oliver? Can you give me your best? Like puppies not listening. What do
0: you like give me a little like?
2: Heep, bup, 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 heep, bup, 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 bup.
0: That's pretty good, Bob. Oh. Heep 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 heep. That's a Blaine one. Blaine yeah. likes to go beep beep beep. That's the Boykins. That's Does it work? Boykins. Oh yeah, but you're like beep beep, 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 beep. heep heep heep. Bird noises. Yeah, Ape, 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 are r- Ape, 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 they're running. They're running. And they're going. Uh, they're running the other way. They're not. They're not interested. Well, in that's my know. mustache, bud. They're scared of you. Out they're there. scared <laughs> of that mustache. Twisted up a little bit right now. All right, Kev. What do you got for a question? Uh... We had some. All right. Kevin Kevin is struggling here. We got him. No, <laughs> oh,
1: We're good. We're good. We're getting there. But bear with us, folks. We're getting it. Uh, Jeff, who should be on. Uh, Jeff, appreciate you, my friend, as always. Jeff was wondering, uh, our Patreon friend, how do you get a dog to run the line you want them to run when they seem bound and determined to run the one that they want to run? I'm using white poles and buckets and white bombers. Uh, Bob, no one cares what you think. Oliver, what would you do?
2: So he's working on initial lines, right? Yeah. So similar to what we set up today on our water blind. If you go on the Instagram, they could see the bucket. Could is that we could use that in relation or no? That makes sense.
0: I, I think it makes sense. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know if it's on the old Instagram, so oh, okay. I can't promise that. But, okay. But, but just so, so for did. example, we
2: were doing a blind. Past a holding blind. So there's a holding blind, a mannequin, Big Vern, and we were running a bucket blind on a pole, what, 100 yards away? Over, what, two re One, yeah. Two. Get in, get out, get in, get out, get in, swim. So I had a few dogs that, as soon as I lined them up, they looked out there, kicked them off, they peeled left or they peeled right. I, with even with those dogs, and they were older, I moved forward. Um, if you're working on initial lines, I'm probably going to move forward. You can send them, stop them, recall, and just do recall. You can stop and cast and then redo it again. Um, I'll
0: let you know right, that. Yeah, let's break it down. So, to me, this is de- dog dependent. Right. This is confidence dependent. If you've got a dog that's super slow, lacks confidence, you need to... I would probably go to lining paths wagon wheel that uh lyle steinman's five leg which is basically what my lining paths are we have a youtube video on lining paths so you can check that out it's i think you just search lone duck outfitters on youtube but um it it's black and white and you move up to where they need to go and then you back up and then you go to the next one And you move up and you back up and then you move up to the next one and back up. And once you've established these piles with white poles and mowed strips, now I can push and pull and point and shoot at whichever one you want. Let me try and finish real quick because I'm on a roll. Yeah, keep going. I'm on a roll. Okay. So that would be that kind of drill and wagon wheel would be the yard work. That's not sexy, it's not fun, it's not real blinds, but you're teaching the skill set. You're also teaching um, a cadence. So for me, and he makes fun of me because I kind of move one leg to help move their head. If their tail spine is lined up but their head is off just a little bit, I'm going to pull my leg one way and push my leg the other, here and heel. Good, right there. Good. Back. Okay, And so I'm creating a cadence of good, no, no, here, good, good, sit, good, right there, back. And when you do that over and over and over and over, and I'm going to do it again and again and again and again and again and again, in these drills that they know, I'm creating muscle memory, I'm creating confidence, and I'm showing them how to be successful. Now you go to a blind out in the field with a white pole in a bucket, and I do, no, here, no, here, good, right there, good. Ears perk up a little bit, and they're like, oh, shit, Uncle Bob, I see that white pole. Trust. They trust you, and they feel good about it. Good, right there, good, back. And listen, they don't always do it. Now, the comment I made before of depends on the dog, depends on their confidence level there's a couple things I'm going to do. For me, if it's a low confidence dog, I'm going to work this out in life. It's not a today fix, it's not a this week fix. So if they take a mediocre initial line and they they start to go and they veer off to where they want to go, tweet, cast them. Yeah. Just cast them. Tweet, cast them. Good dog. Whatever. You left my side and you went somewhere and now i'm gonna handle you if you are a medium level dog pretty confident doing pretty good i send them they lock in good right there good good ears perk up they're locked in and they go where they want to go no here sit down here good right there good ears perk up back they go where they want to go no here nick Move two steps forward. Now, some people would just say, "Hey, just move a couple just, steps forward," right? And that is dog dependent. If it, I, I prefer to do a little nick nick. Hey, you told me you wanted to go that way. You told me again you wanted to go that way. I told you that way. Right. I'm gonna give you. I'm not. Some point you gotta
2: give in and say, "Hey." Yeah.
0: Now, but after I do it, I'm gonna simplify and move up a little bit, and try and get them to be successful and go to the direction I wanted to go. Right um if it is an older dog i'm doing if, the same honestly
2: at that age they know That's and right. what i was going to say a minute ago was it's a taught behavior it's a you've built them like we talked about last week you've built them a certain way our dogs know that hey you know by the time you've been in training for i don't know 10 11 months if you go a certain way on a blind and i stop you or just say no here. Most of the time we're just going to say no here and call you back. And doesn't have to be collar pressure, but just two steps forward, change direction. Yeah. Just like if I bring you in a few feet on a blind, change change direction. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's muscle memory and, and the way they've been built. You know, you're not going to go out tomorrow and start teaching a dog here, 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 two casts, and then t- the next day say, oh, they. I,
0: yeah, they <laughs> don't come off T pattern, and I know here nick them and stuff. Right. I'm going to let them take weird angles. I'm going to just build casting. I'm going to build confidence. I'm going to move with them through the field. We're going to get them, you know, for all the Patreon people, patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters that are watching. (laughs) Thanks, Jeff. Um, When they're first starting, my blinds are going to look like this. I'm weaving through the field. I could care less. I just want them to stop and cast and stop and cast. Change direction. And as they get better, it's going to look like this. And as they get better, it's going to look like this, two, 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 straight lines, baby. But, but in the beginning, if they take my line, good right there back and they go veer off to the right tweet and they, then you cast them and they go this way and they go that way and they go this way and they go that way. Hey, cool. All of a sudden we got to a blind and they're like, Hey, I stopped. I went where he pointed and I got a bumper. This is amazing. All of a sudden, light bulbs start going off, and you do it and do it and, do it and do it and do it and do it and do it, and all of a sudden, they're running real blinds. And now, when you say back and they go, doop, wrong way, no here. Take a couple steps forward, good right there, back. And they take a straight line, and you let them hold that line, they go to themselves, if I go where he points me and where I'm looking, I he's, don't get stopped. He's they not, start building he,
2: confidence. He's not lying.
0: He's not lying. He's not
2: lying
1: absolutely richie chimed in with a great question uh and then jeff did with a follow-up uh bob what do you consider to be an like you you said an older dog what do you consider to be an older dog when you're talking about this type of stuff
0: it's their training level it it doesn't matter age necessarily but i would say what we're really considering is two three four year old dogs is an older dog
2: i'd say a year year of Maybe not eight eight to twelve months
0: of handling, not just gun dog. I mean, that's t- right. So a year and a half to two year old dog tra- of training, yeah, is someone who would be on the older dog scale in my book. Yeah, you're right. Right. So Oliver and I are similar. Four month gun dog school. They're a junior hunter. They're picking up singles, very simple doubles on land, water. Da 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 da. You take them home. You hunt. That's your gun dog. That's your young dog. Then you would ha- come back to us, and I want my dog to run blinds six to six to twelve months.
2: Yeah, we do a four month handling program, and it's very basic. I mean, You're doing T pattern. T T pattern. Pat- we're get- basically by the time you pick your dog up, it's doing pattern blinds, somewhat cold blinds. It's not perfect. Yeah, um, what we're talking about now, right. so young dog young dogs. blinds. Right, correct. You're exactly. you're not going to be sitting in your duck blind, cast them 300 yards. That's right. You know, it's, hey, get out there, change a little bit of direction. You may let them go further than they need to, and you cast them back to the bird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. L- l- generally speaking, they wouldn't have a ton of confidence on it. Correct. They're just haphazardly leaving our side, right. stopping on a whistle, and haphazardly taking the general direction we're giving them. Correct then the next really six months to the rest of their life they become older dogs and we start holding them to our higher standard which again you patreoners are seeing that instead of doing this through the field big weaves it's and you're just weaving real tight and and you're holding tight lines when i start
2: seeing a dog change direction well look out good you know, leave my side with confidence. Then we start saying, "Okay, we're not worried about you popping. We're not worried about you no going." We, you know, we're starting to see some confidence now. Let's start fine tuning the
0: initial line. Like yesterday, we ran. That's the, a good point. Yeah, he asked about initial lines. Like yesterday, the three bucket drill that we did down the pond dam. Yeah, Instagram live. It's on our IGTV at Lone Duck. Yep.
2: Right. There were certain dogs that I ran that were, you know, maybe handling for, I don't know three or four months. And if I wanted them to line the third bucket or put it this way, I lined them up for the second bucket. I had one that jumped in the water and swam to the third bucket. I wasn't worried about her initial line. I let her go. You know, I can I can teach her to go a little bit shorter the next time. You can play around with it.
0: All right. So Jeff's follow up question is lining pass or wagon wheel, da 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 da. He feel or he wants to go to the one he wants. Fifteen yard hammers it. Moves to 30 to 50, loses his mind. I feel like you
1: kind of already talked about this a little bit with like simplify, move up if you need to, and keep
0: hammering it. I, I would say to answer the that question, well, no here. you go. Where, so I have a little less patience for you go where you want to go. If they don't understand what I'm asking of them, I'm going to teach them, I'm going to show them, I'm going to simplify like Kevin said, move up a little bit, da-da-da-da-da if if he wants the right hand bumper and you're trying to point him straight out at you and he's looking at the right hand bumper and you keep pulling him to the one you want and you say good right there back and he is locked on the one you want and he starts to go and goes screw you bob no here do it again i'm probably not going to move up i'm going to see if you learned what you what i just did good right there he looks at the one i want back and he goes to the one he wants no here nick do it again i'm gonna make him do it right the way i want it done and then if i'm like like then i'll simplify but if it's one of those dogs that is like i'm doing it my way or the highway then i'm going to so he's talking about lining paths is that is that what it, that it, wagon is? wheel and lining pass you when want, the do, when the it gets further out, the dog's going where he wants. He has it in his mind that he wants that one. So, like on the lining path, you have one, two, three, four, and five. If he lines with one, he's going to three,
1: right? Because that's the one he wants for okay. whatever reason. Yeah. I think for specifically for Jeff though, he's got a young dog.
0: I think his Not dog just young. He just finished junior
1: like, a couple weeks ago, didn't he's he? He's been
0: working on t pat. I mean, he's been working at this. And no, so I'm gonna yes in in what you we were just talking about with young dogs and older dogs. Yes. But I'm still – I'm standing by my phrase of if the dog is one of those stubborn ones that wants it their way, hmm, so do I. If they're confused, if they lack confidence, if they're struggling, if they're anything but being a jerk, then I'm going to coach them through it. Right.
2: And I, and I don't know if this will cue into what he's talking about, but the, the three-bucket drill really yesterday, we we you and I had a conversation – you know, if you have a dog that's confident and that keeps wanting to dig back to the first bucket, have one bumper out there. He's already picked it up. You want to keep going there? Go. Let him go. Stop him. Nick, maybe. No here. Oh, okay, there's nothing out here. I've hunted for a second. That's right. I don't know if that will help him, but that's, you know, that's if, if, if you're doing lining pass and maybe you just do one bumper at each and he just, you know, instead of just creating a big battle and you're nicking him and you're, call, you're stopping him, all right, you want to go that way? Go. Yeah. You get there, let you hunt for a second.
0: There's nothing there to no here. Recall take a few steps forward. That's right. Line man. them up. with The other one. Great point. I don't know if that would help or not. Yeah. I think it depends on the dog. So great. Great question. Great question. What else you got for us, Kev?
1: Yeah, we had a uh, similar uh, question from from Johnny on Patreon. They're in the same vein. Tips for when to use verbal casts versus a nonverbal cast. I feel like this is a goodie. Yeah, it is. Can you. Well, can you exp- can you explain both, please?
0: You asking me
2: to take it? Yeah, you can. I was going to say, I think it's, again, dog dependent. Like yesterday, I was, you know, saying back or fetch at certain times to dogs, young dogs, just to get them to move. I think a young dog is probably more likely to move with a verbal
0: cast. Yeah. So, listen, this is, uh, there you go, Oliver, will get you one. Cheers. Uh, yeah, it's for the farmers. I mean, come on, you got to do it. Cheers, everybody, on the old Patreons. Um, Generally speaking, verbal casts drive a dog. So if you have a dog who's struggling on moving, a verbal cast might create some movement. Now, another thing, this is where, man, it's so hard to talk about it instead of showing it or in the moment. But I've got a young dog named Maya that is learning how to run blind. She doesn't know anything. And she'll sit there and stare at me she's she doesn't she she just doesn't know what to do so back i'm giving angle backs back 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 i want her to take an angle right back and she just she's just sitting there and i'm moving closer we've talked about all this stuff i'm moving towards her tweet good girl you know hey 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 back all sorts of stuff can't take a right back tweet i give her a left back She spins around and digs left back. Hell yeah. She moved. Now I can stop. She stops. I give her right back. She's way more apt to take that right back once I've created some movement. When she stalls out and is like, I don't know what you want from me. I I, I don't know what you want from me. So if I just sit right here, nothing's going to happen. You just give her an over. Give her a whatever. Just get her to move. Let her do it for a second. Tweet, hey, good dog. Okay, good. Try again on something. You just get him to the move. Right. Um. What was the question, Kev? Because Maya came into my head, but no, you It was she was fresh in my head. It was okay.
1: like, what? What are your thoughts on verbal cast versus non-verbal cast? Gotcha. Can you explain a little bit about yeah. like when you Thank would? You. And you were saying like a little bit of drive, a little bit you. more in them. That's it, right. I got
0: you. So verbal cast drive a dog. So for instance, in Maya's situation, if I'm giving verbal casts, I was reading her body language and she was getting more nervous. So I did a si- opposite direction I wanted her to go. I gave a silent one and she took it. You know, it's just I'm creating movement. I'm teamwork. Let's get her moving. On a bigger dog, older dog, we just went over all that jazz. Generally speaking, let's say they're scalloping. Scalloping is, I give an angle right back. They take an angle right back, and then turn and dig to where they want to go. So even though they take your cast, eh, I'm going to go back this way. Okay. If I stop them and go back,
2: they're going to drive back.
0: They're going to drive to where they want.
2: Right. Right. Yep. Silent cast, change direction. Big, big change of direction.
0: That's right. Um, or if they're in trouble. And you give a big verbal back. Get out. Go somewhere different. I think it can make them get nervous and they're going to go. Where they want to go. Where they want to go. Correct, yeah. So if they're in trouble, I'm going to try and get silent casts to get them to work through that struggle and strife and think instead of, even if you just go back, like that verbal is going to push them Where they're already thinking they're going. Now, if they don't really want to go somewhere, like maybe back into water or through a thick poison cover, poison bird, or yes, but that in an instance of a poison bird, they want that poison bird. You got to read the dog. You got to read the dog. It it is a finesse game. But if you think in your head that if I give a verbal back. That it's going to drive the dog. If they're driving already to where they want to go, a verbal cast is going to keep driving them there. Silent will be your key. If you need them, if they're kind of being piggy and staying in an area and not really changing direction and they're stuck, a verbal back might bang them out of there. I bet you in a master test, I gave one or two verbal backs. Dog-dependent. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. this whole weekend out of the bunch of dogs I ran, I think I only did it a few times because when you give that verbal back. They go with I've seen, you
2: see, for example, you see it with dogs. You can't see the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dog gets behind a bush. Now, you know, you can do the echo your voice a certain way. Oh, I don't know how to do that. That's nah, a secret. I won't tell that
0: one. All right. Well, I just no, go just back and they turn and dig and you just cross your fingers in a general direction you want and then tweet a good dog so so sometimes for us
2: and it's worked and it's not worked if i have a dog that needs to the dog's looking at me and i want to give it a a left angle back so the dog's got to spin over its right shoulder i may you know enunciate echo my voice off the side that i want the dog to spin to if that makes sense so when the dog's sitting there and it hears my voice it's hearing it from the right side does that makes sense or am I, I'll probably just show that because it's probably no, cool. I got you. I'm, and, just, and, and I'm half reading and half, and half, half listening. Sometimes it works, but but most of the time, what I was getting at is you yell back and it's like, Oh no, I didn't want you to go that way. You know, you don't see the dog, or sure. you know, you yell that verbal back and they dig, they dig to where you want them to go, and then you end up stopping them, and giving them a silent cats right. after that.
0: Now, that that would be a good point, too. When you're building confidence, you're teaching blinds. If I'm struggling to get a dog to take an angle right back. They just keep fading to the left or don't want to move or whatever the case may be. And I finally get them to move to the right. I don't care if they take a right over. I don't care if they turn and go right, straight back. I don't care where they go. But if they're struggling and the confidence is just sucking out of them, you can see them being like, "Ah, I don't know what to do. And they... They take a cast. Let them carry it. Let them carry it. And then one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four Mississippi, five Mississippi, tweet. Good dog. Good. Tweet. Cast. So I don't need them to stay on this perfect line on every blind all the time. I need them to carry a cast. Same with scalloping. If they're scalloping the way they want to go, and let's say, for instance, cruise the other day. Scalp, 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 suck it, Bob, suck it, you suck, going wherever she wanted to go. Tweet, got on the collar, whoop, she made a little squealy squeal. Good. Gave her a cast, and she carried that cast, and I made her swim halfway through the pond. Because you finally went the direction I wanted you to go, carry it. Commit to it. Commit to it. Don't just do it for five seconds and then go where you want, or two seconds go where you want, where you think the blind is. Let them carry casts when you're teaching, and that will build confidence. Um, somebody asked a question on Instagram. Kevin, speaking of in the water, giving pressure in the water, um, because that was in the water. Um,
2: on the video we did the other day, or is this a different question?
0: Uh no, it was something from it was something from today. It was something from today, but maybe Kevin can find it. Yeah, yeah.
1: it was um, like, do you ever give pressure from bow hunting somewhere? Do you ever use collar pressure when a dog's in the water? Yes. Can you explain why? Because it definitely, we've heard this before, where some people do, some people don't. What do you think? Everybody does.
2: The drill we did yesterday. If a dog keeps digging back to a bumper. I mean, a bucket that we've previously been to. I may let him get out. Stop them, nick them, no here,
0: recall, stop, cast. Is that? W- yeah. I'm with you. That's a good example. Right. But but the correction you're giving is the dog gets out of water early.
2: He's talking about like if the dog's in yeah. the water, like
0: a slow sit. Slow sit. Toot, nick, toot. Scalloping, whatever the case may be. Yes, I'm going to give correction Absolutely. in the water. Yeah. Now, I'm going to have taught that dog in a specific way how to understand, how to understand what I'm doing. I'm not doing it to a six-month-old. I'm not doing it at a young age. Even during swim-by, I'm being very conscious of where I apply pressure in the water. But if that is a dog who understands what I'm asking of it, and it is just constantly doing whatever it wants, back to Jeff, if they're doing constantly whatever they want and they're not working with me, I'm going to try... And put a little of pressure and see what happens. If it goes to hell in a handbasket, whoop, whoop. All right. Ooh, baby. Ooh. Let's try something else. But I mean, I'm hundred percent fully capable of putting pressure on a dog in the water. Yeah. When they it could be uh, for the correction,
2: it could be indirect pressure. It could be Yeah, you could do back here, Nick here, as they're coming in. Cast.
0: Yeah. But but there's It's like an old wives tale of when they're in the water, don't give them pressure. If you have a dog that has been trained properly from start to finish and they're running water blinds, well, you should be able to put pressure on them in the water and have them understand it. I mean, that's a general statement, but like if you have a junior hunter who doesn't know how to do blinds and you tweak them in the water you better be careful
2: and you better make sure he understands that's
0: right they're that's not really fair so it's it's dog dependent skill level dependent what else you got kev uh friend cody
1: asked a good question this is a little bit more toward hunting season but i do like this uh are you more lenient on your dog while you're hunting or do you correct him in the field or kind of save it for training where are you at for this one for me and i'll Big sweaty's laughing over yeah, there in he's the corner. Laughing. But 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 I also, no. I mean, caveat this. You guys are professionals, you hold your dog to a to an extremely high standard. When
2: it comes to steadiness, whining, being quiet, I'm the same standard I am in training. When it comes to a scallop on a blind or initial line, I'm probably just trying to pick up the bird. And it depends on who I'm hunting with. If it's just me and the dog, yes. I may say, hey, I'm gonna train today, or like this year we went to Oklahoma and we you know we had 10 or 15 geese out in the field and, you know, the guys are itching to get out there, go get the dang bird and come back. You know, I'm not really picky on your specific initial line. I'm going to be more willing and more susceptible to cast you to the bird versus, hey, I gave you a right angle. You better take that right angle. So it's more course.
1: like the dog, the situation, kind of read the the whole
0: whole deal. But yeah. I'm going to hold
2: them to, a, you know, a higher standard Monday through Friday. Easter, yeah. And the standard
0: I hold is what you said. Steady, whining obedient mouthing birds that's my I don't let that slip yeah there are certain things that are just no-nos no matter where you are what you're doing those are them yeah. um
2: I don't make my dogs necessarily always come in to heel and sit down with yeah, the bird I'm, snatched up. I'm snatching a bird where's your next one go yeah
1: i'd say it depends on the situation but i've done my fair share of hunting with uncle bob here and there are definitely like he we go out hunting for good dog work and so we don't we true. like we
2: versus a group of people they're like let's get
1: down right and and honestly even myself like i i love it i think it's awesome but it's really cool to watch and see and be part of and and all of that and so there's definitely like all right hang on a second we're gonna walk out of the jump off the boat we're gonna walk out we're gonna line the dog up do it right we're gonna pick up all the marks everybody's you know cease fire we're gonna do it the right way and then we'll get back to hunting. It isn't like we're just, it's a civil war, and we're out here gunning down birds, and dogs are out running amok. You know and, what I mean?
2: And I, and I think, too, young dog versus old dog. Great I'm going to hunt a young point. dog a lot higher standard. The dogs I'm hunting, you know, Mackie, my older dog, he's six. I didn't hunt him until he was three years old. So his standard already was higher than, say, if I took a, a year-and-a-half-old dog, I'm not. The four-month gun dog program four, going out for the first yeah, time. I'm going to yes. say, hey, let's tie him out to uh you know tie out stake let's really make this successful whereas an older dog that knows better you know i may i may be a little bit more lax on but i like I that it. answer i don't know if that.
1: i like that answer um put it this way prove
2: to me that you can do it with the most control and the most you know discipline and then i may ease up and say okay i don't care if you come into heel and sit down
1: Or yeah you know. no that's that's a good answer um Here's something we get a, a decent amount. I feel like uh, Jeff Enlow says, what percentage of multiples...
0: <laughs> Jeff Enlow is their buddy. Our oh, buddy. All right, right on. Good friend, cl- client.
1: Uh, nice. Well, Jeff, thanks, man. Uh, what percentage of multiples are you throwing per week? I feel like sometimes we get a lot of questions. I f-
2: this is going to be a Bob question because he I, knows my answer on this one. Yeah,
1: I, and Lyle Steinman was saying that he like never does. It's a very rare occasion that he's out there throwing multiples. So it's a good question. I think, and I and I can't speak
2: for Lyle specifically, but I think too. It again, it's dog dependent. Those dogs have to learn how to do multiples. Yeah. W- and and it's not always by, you know, a dog that can't run a blind. You've got to teach them a multiple the other way, and that's by throwing, you know, multiple marks two people out in the field. Um, we don't run a ton of multiples, um, but I think we we are starting to do a little bit more because we're seeing it. You know, we're seeing the dogs do extremely well on singles, and then hey, we need to. Yeah, you know, maybe make it a little bit harder.
0: Yep. I think I think there's there's so much you can teach a damn dog. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why you guys listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Cut you off on the bush lattes. No. I'm just thinking to myself, like I'm reflecting on Hunter. Hunter, for instance, has broken two master tests and he's probably top three dogs on my trailer. Like Is bad it- talented dog yeah he's bad at the bone and a lot of his life is singles and really hard concept singles and we do multiples and i don't know when does he break live flyers multiple marks hunt test yeah hunt test too right so so I, I, that wasn't a dig, I, but I'm, 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 I'm he's I'm over not, here no. twisting a knife, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> poor oh, Ben's right. probably on the, on the live he stream. Is, he's like this son of a,
2: <laughs> I'm not throwing for
0: him again. That's right. No, no I, I'm just thinking I, to myself, meant, like if you only taught singles and now listen, God bless Lyle. He's a good friend of ours uh, everywhere. Podcast, everything. He's a good friend of ours, but Lyle Simon is messing with That's master hunters SRS qualified field champions all age, yeah. qualified all age dogs who have
2: been through a program, his program
0: or whoever you know,
2: whatever dog it is. Yes, it, it, they've they've had to be taught to do doubles,
0: doubles, triples. You know, poison. You know, C three marks go down. No, no here. Good back. Remember, I mean, I think our what we're doing is building a zero to hero and so how do you build a hero who can do a triple know them off one of them pick it up and then run that mark again after they've done a hack up down the shore blind right they got to do it like they don't just come that way you've got to do it and and i think too it
2: depends on on the dog and i'm going to use my personal dog mackie for example
0: okay for head swinging and no just for multiples okay okay
2: so he has not had before he got his master title He didn't have a ton of multiples. He did it enough to understand the concept of, okay, I picked this bird up. I go back to where I saw the first bird and it was a ton of, you know, we, we did it, but it wasn't, you know, it may be one double for every, I don't
0: know, 10 singles. Okay. So that's what I was going to say. I I don't want to interrupt you. No, go ahead. That's all I got. Uh (laughs) (laughs) This is the best ever. All right. We're good. We're done. This is the best ever. Uh, I would err on the side of way more. Let's just break it down. Way more singles. Way more, way more, way more singles. Build confidence. Teach concepts. Distance. Challenges in between them. The factors of land changes. Cover changes. Water. All sorts of different features. You're doing that on singles. But but I I would err on the side of this summer. And that Blaine's because blaine and i had this conversation probably over some bush lattes we need more multiples correct and i agree everybody errs on the side of doing singles 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 because you don't want to do head swinging you you can teach a lot with singles there's a lot of great benefits to it but you got to do multiples. you got to teach them to remember. You've got to teach them. Are you worried about the go
2: bird, or are you worried about the member bird? At a hunt test. Most of the time, you're worried about a member bird.
0: Yeah. So there's Great your- Great question. Because at, at the moment, I'm like, I worry about them all. I, I do. I worry <laughs> about them all.
2: I, last weekend, I worry about them all. But, yeah. But I think, you know, like today, the, the, we did a hip pocket on water.
0: If we would have screwed this- Describe what those, a hip pocket is, because people might not know. Um. So, what well, can we- I guess describe
2: it in what we did today. So we had a bird at, we'll say, 50 yards thrown left to right. Mm It was the first bird out to a point. Mm -hmm. We had a channel of water past that point. We had another gun at about 80 yards, maybe, give or take a few yards. Mm -hmm. And it was just past where the bird landed, the
0: first bird. Damn near in In line, line, but just about five yards outside of thrown think. left to right so the goat uh, i'm mean, sorry the first bird out was
2: thrown into the hip pocket of the go bird right um if we would have done that as singles we would not have got the corrections and the teaching that we got that's right as if, you know, we, if we did it with a double absolutely so i think you know I that's think the you, benefit you got, of doing it, it. it goes back to balance I think you got to have a good base. I think you got to do multiples. I think if you have a dog that's head swinging, okay, you need to maybe do some singles until they stop heads. Sw- you know, you know it doesn't matter what you can kind of change it up as your Correct. dog dependent.
0: Now another thing I watched you do a lot of, um, and and I we all train the same yet a little different, right? Would you agree? Absolutely. One thing I, I saw that Oliver does that I really really liked. With dogs that are head swinging, and he doesn't. I wouldn't say any of your dogs have head swinging problems. I've, got a,
2: I've got a few at a hunt test. They will. Ah, yeah. You
0: know, Ma- just be like, boom. Oh, I know it's over there.
2: But again, how many bird boys will have in the field every day?
0: One. One. Right. So if I had two or three, I think you would see it more. Sure, but but you don't. None of us have major head swinging problem dogs where we walk to line and like, man, this dog's really giving me a hard time on head right. swinging. But what he would do is, we'd run a multiple yesterday. Yep, or today. There were a couple times you did it. Yep. And so dog sees the mark fall, moves his head towards the next mark, and Oliver, instead of calling for the next mark, right, like raising his hand for Big Sweat to throw it, no sit. No sit. And all of a sudden the dog's head would come back to the mark that he – should have stayed locked in on, and he'd almost cue him up as if he's going to send him. Good, right there. Good. Dog's locked in like, oh, shit, I better you know get ready to go for this thing. And then he pulls him off of it and calls for the bird. Right. So he's telling the dog, in in my eyes, as Uncle Bob, standing behind Oliver saying, hmm, this is pretty cool. I don't really do it. I might say sit, but but I don't lock him in on it again. Like, it was really good. You make sure that dog... Realizes like, hmm. Settle in.
2: Well, you can you can do a few things. I think for that, you can do what I what you're explaining. Where they look back, no good, right there. They look out there. The minute they head swing, say their name. Yeah, I know. They're gonna do a few things. It They're doesn't gonna,
0: go good usually, right? But but they learn because they it learned. doesn't go well,
2: right? Exactly. Or hey, like I we did it. Um, I think we did it yesterday for a few dogs. They swung their head to look at Ben, and I may say, "Hey, Andrew, throw it again," and then the next time they definitely look at Andrew, and they probably don't move their head off because. That's right. And I may even send them on it, but it, again, yeah. it depends on the dog and depends on, on you know, do you want to take the time to fix it or do you want to try to get this, the setup out
0: of it? Couldn't agree more. Uh, all right, Kevin, give one more question, and then let's. Oh man, we wrap gotta. Up.
1: Yeah, we gotta. Oh. All right, uh, yeah, we're we're just cresting it's an hour, an hour here. Um, I like this. We're going to end on this one. Bob, this one's for you. Richie says, Richie's uh, Oliver's customer, right? Client? Yep, good friend. So, uh, so we don't care what you think, Oliver. But if you want to chime in, yeah, you go ahead. Uh, Bob, first hunting season, after training, what is a reasonable expectation
0: of your dog? All right, Richie. If you had sent a dog to me, <laughs> that was a good one. All right, that was good. That was good.
2: <laughs> it's still being training yeah. and force fetch.
0: Oh man, I'll ever spit his beer out for everybody who didn't catch it. Woo. Uh, All right. That was good. I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> Reasonable. I ex- had that joke lined up minutes before that
1: question got <laughs> and asked. And I saw it coming as oh, soon as you said. Oh, that was good. That was good. Uh, so Richie says, first hunting season, after training, what's a reasonable expectation for your dog? Every
0: dog is different. That's true. But so I, reasonable. Right. Like I got you. What so, do you got? So my answer is the same whether they do the four-month program, a year program, two-year program, if that dog's been with me for four years. The same answer all the way the first few hunts need to be teaching you leave your gun at home behind and just run the dog it is your responsibility to be the dog handler and duck picker-upper with you and your dog so the responsibility is a you keep it fun for your other hunting companions human b you keep it fun for your hunting companion that's a dog, don't lose your patience, which I'm not perfect at. None of us are. You know, the dog does dumb stuff, you know, knocks stuff over, can't sit still. They don't know what they're doing yet. So, whether they've been training for a four month gun dog program or have been with us and they're master hunters, but they've never been on a real deal hunt, they still don't know what they're doing. Right. We have to teach them that what we've taught in training applies to the field and so you'll notice hunt number one they aren't looking at the sky for ducks they're looking around and all of a sudden you bang something out of the sky and it lands outside the decoys and they go and pick up a mojo and you're like this is a master hunter
2: what i pay all this money for right
0: this dog doesn't know jack right no shoot six more and tell me it picked up that mojo they learn to practice like they play or play like they practiced really so they everything that we've built in them doesn't just come out during the first hunt it might come out on the fourth hunt so you as the handler are maintaining obedience maintaining steadiness maintaining a good teaching environment where they're able to apply what they've learned with us um out into the field and Through real hunting experience, they're going to use the wind a little better. They're going to become a little more independent and hunt them up like we did today. Um, They're going to look to the sky. They're going to be scanning the sky and they're going to start picking up on the cues. Like everybody's seen the the stupid memes of like the dog who wakes up from a sleep in the duck blind when the safety clicks. They pick up on that stuff. Hey, here they come. And the dog, the dog, we've never once taught them the here they come command. But you shoot a bunch of ducks over a dog and you say, on your right. And all of a sudden that dog goes, hell yeah, on the right. And I mean, like, yeah, they're going to look off to the left because they don't know right and left. But they start perking up and they're looking at the sky right there. Here they come, here they come. Guys, get low, get low. And all of a sudden your dog goes, looks to the sky, sees the birds cupped up. Shoot them, miss them if you're Kevin. And uh,
2: I saw you shoot some flyers before.
0: Kevin never shoot a flyer before. Good lord, those are ten bucks a piece. We're not. That's waiting. not. That's not. I appreciate you the can love, shoot all but the there is no
1: way he allows me to do that. Yeah. I could buy him myself, and he'd be like, <laughs> yeah, No, I don't think so. Like, you know, we don't have much
0: time. We'll tie their, we'll tie their wings up. Yeah, if we put them on the ground, I don't know. <laughs> so, so. Richie, I know it, it's kind of a very vague answer, but what what level dog does he have?
2: Uh, I think she went through four month gun dog.
0: Okay, yeah. So she should be steady. You help maintain her steadiness. She should mark birds well, but you're gonna you got to help. teach them to mark. But you're gonna have to help her, right? Exactly. You might have to walk out in a dove field. You might have to walk out in the swamp. You might have to throw a couple rocks on the first few hunts.
2: Have someone go out there and throw a mark.
0: After you've been... When you're hunting. Great point. Num- tip number two. This is one of my go-tos. Train. This is one of my go-tos <coughs> for everybody. Take a bumper in your blind bag. You don't have your mic we on there, you. meathead. Yeah. All right. That's a goodie. That's my bad. You're yeah, fired. It's okay. You're fired. Um, this is our show now. <laughs> take a bumper in your blind bag because we all have slow days. Why do you think I named my company Lone Duck? We don't shoot a lot of birds. So... You want to, you know, if you've had a slow day, maybe you killed zero ducks, maybe you killed three ducks, and things are starting to slow down. It's almost time to pack up. Have your buddy sit down, quack, 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 wah, wham, wham, whamp, quack, wham, wham, throw the bumper, stand up, shoot. You hold the dog steady. Dog marks a bird past the decoys. It's a bumper, perhaps. Goes and gets it, gets back in your boat, gets back on the dog hand, gets back in your blind. And you just get a couple extra reps in a real hunting scenario. So, to me, truthfully, you spend a bunch of money with Oliver, four months away from your dog, have very low expectations. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. So, because, because they still, even though they've been trained really well, the real deal yeah, hunt, in a real situation. the real deal, is to, you can't recreate it. And so, after, I bet you after three hunts of actually killing Killing. birds, not three hunts where you kill one each hunt, three hunts where you kill six, eight, ten birds, that dog will have then paired what we have trained in training to the real deal, and now you can pick your gun back up and rock and roll. So, I'm going to say a few things, and I'm not going to keep it
2: long, and I'm going to use Mackie for an example, because I've got to hunt over him, train him, see him at old age. Um... First hunt we went on, wood duck hunt behind the house. He was at a hunting retriever level, HR, could handle on birds, multiples, you know, a year and a half of training, whatever it was. First time he ever went hunting. Asleep on the dog stand after 30 minutes of not shooting. Wood ducks come in, shoot them. I look over there, and he's like half asleep. You know, kind of gets up with the gunshots. What do you want me to do? And I'm like, you know, this dog, man, he, you know. He's got this he's got his titles he can do this he can't you know he, he i can can't handle, stay awake but i can handle him to the birds and, sure. I, and so what i've found for for me and I, i'm not this isn't uh all across the board a puppy at a puppy age if a, if a buzzard flies over you know a bird flies through the field we've seen it with all the birds around the pond if they pick those birds out typically for me those dogs i've hunted over are naturally good at looking out and finding those birds flying yeah. Mackie. Birds, a flock of geese. For the first year he was hunting, could be flying. And he'd be looking like, "Where's that bird boy? Where's he at?" Yeah, he, yeah. D- he didn't put the connection together. That's a great point. And and so I, what I what I told people was, or you know, describe was, if you're hanging out with your dog by the fire, they're just hanging out with you because they don't know anything different, right? They're just laying down, hanging out. Well, when I went hunting, I knew I was hunting. But he, he didn't. Had- he didn't know idea. Even though, even though, yeah, we had a shotgun and we had the shells. He didn't put two and two together. So that was his first few hunts. He went on a few more. He started to kind of not – he still didn't mark birds. He just saw the bird fall, and he'd go to it. That's right. Right? And so this year, he's six years old, and I haven't hunted him a ton. I said, you know what? I'm going to spend the money. I'm going to go out west. We went on a a nine-day hunt. We went to Oklahoma, Nebraska, Texas, and I think he picked up, I don't know, a hundred-something birds. And the first day in Oklahoma, he was looking at the horizon. He was six years old, you know, and he's looking at the horizon – Verse up, And we have thousands of geese working over him. And after we killed about 15 or 20, he started watching these geese. And the first day, he was just sitting still, like he normally does, just looking out in the horizon. After that first day, he picked up 60 geese, or 50 geese that first day. That second day, he was like watching a bird come over the backside of the blind and walking out in front of the blind and going, where's this bird? Like watching where it's coming out at. And now you know, and, and he, again, he got to hunt for uh, seven, eight more days after that and pick up, you know, umpteen birds. Now, if he sees a, geese, a goose fly over the house, he stops what he's doing. He's looking at it. That's right. He didn't do that two years ago. He didn't do it last year.
0: That's the difference between a dog in training and a dog who's hunted. And
2: and some dogs pick up on it quicker, and, and it's I, got nothing to do with training. It's just, it's just instinct, I think.
0: 100%. And for my southern friends here, dove and wood ducks are very difficult for a young dog. So, where's Richie from?
2: Unless you're on our dove field. Where are you right
0: from? Where are you, where's Richie from? Richie's
2: from, I think he's close to where we are. In, uh, South Carolina? Yeah. Okay. Clint, so, Clinton, South Carolina, Greenville. All right, so, so you're
0: dove hunting. You're going to dove hunt with your dog. They, they're they laughing at you.
2: I don't know. He's <laughs> 30 minutes from
0: Union. All right. right. So, you're going to dove season and, and dove hunt with this dog in the fall. He's watching... A sparrow-sized bird fly across the sky. And Richie, you look like a guy who'd probably miss a few. Just no, no judgment here. He's actually pretty good.
2: I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> People are like, "All right, get him out of the corner. We need, we need someone
0: to have another shot of a bird." All right, all right. So let's say you knock one down, and this little young dog marks this. Probably does the 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 point I'm trying to make is they probably aren't watching this little dart fly across the sky, it looks like a badminton dart, and they're supposed to mark it when all they've ever seen were mallard ducks from Big Sweat, or a winger, or from your hand, a bumper. It's very hard. It's gonna take several successful hunts for them to start looking up and seeing these doves, or a wood duck hunt. Imagine, we're all, close your eyes, everybody, unless you're driving, you're on a wood duck hunt, and it's dark. Wood ducks only fly t- dark, and twenty minutes after shooting light, I mean they're done, and they you're fly real good
2: at like forty five minutes after. Okay, fire, fire in the barrel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: when you can see muzzle flash, your dog isn't marking birds flying around, and they are fast, and they are furious, and they are not something that your dog is looking and seeing them coming, marking them, watching them. And, and seeing you shoot them and falling. It's, here's one, pow. And all of a sudden they see a splash. Does that make sense? Yeah. So let's think about our dog and how they've been trained. And then realize in the hunt how to make them successful. And so you have to be patient in those first five hunts where they're putting the pieces of the puzzle together. This is the same as training. But the main things are steadiness. Obedience, help them have fun right. and be successful, and be successful. Kill some birds, and,
2: and I've seen a lot of dogs. Just
0: last thing on dove hunting, learn from a bird
2: that you shoot, and you you probably may, I don't know how much you've dove hunted, but they'll helicopter down where they you, they literally oh, get hit, yeah. and they just slowly come down, down, down. And I've watched dogs go,
0: oh, light bulb! This is what bulb. we're doing, light and, bulb! Moment. And I saw it with one of the
2: guys that Rich and I hunts with his dog. I mean, I was, he was like, Well, she's not watching. She's not watching. Said, Just wait. Let's let's kill a few more. We had a great hunt, and he shot one in the helicopter down, and dude, that dog after that was like, she was watching other dogs' birds get shot across the field, and he's like, what do I do? And I'm like, well. She's got to sit still. She, yeah. She's got to sit still. Yeah.
0: No, I know. There, There's going to be a light bulb moment for your young dog, and I don't know when it's going to be. I usually tell people to give it three to five hunts where you're actually killing birds. Yeah. Three to five hunts where you kill one or two isn't, Teaching the dog life experience. It's the six, eight, ten bird. If hunt. you can go
2: on the with like the paid duck hunts where you, when I was in college, we used to oh, go to mallards. Yeah, you go to we preserve don't have them up here, but, but the dog yeah. doesn't know any different. And and we'd sit back behind the blind. The guys would shoot the birds, and yeah, you know, okay, it's not, it's not real, it's hunting, not real but hunting, the but, the but the dog doesn't know any different. And hey, the bird comes in, the bird gets shot, the dog goes sent, and hey, now you got a dog that's okay. I know what we're doing. That's
0: right. All right. All right, I'm going to badminton comment in the outfit. Oh, God. Bob is gone hipster. <laughs> Damn, son. Who's that? I want TJ. All right, everybody. Hey, Patreon folks, we're going to sign off. Um, this was the first ever podcast live on Patreon. If you want to join our Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters for... A couple bucks a month, you can join and get in on this stuff. Um, if you want even more tips and tricks, you can get into some upper levels. But for the grand scheme of things, if you enjoy the show, if you enjoy getting you know your questions answered in our Instagram, Lone Duck DMs, throw us a bone. Hop on the old Patreons. Plus, you get entered to win an all-expenses-paid trip to hunt with the Pit Boss in Maryland this fall.
2: I'm gonna enter that. I'd like to do that
0: yeah dude get on patreon bro uh, I need to. plus i might teach you a thing okay all right um and then lastly if you want to hop on lone duck com and grab you a hat or a t-shirt or if you need an e collar or wingers or anything that you need we got you covered there we'd be happy to help you out if you're interested in gunner kennel slide into the dms on the old instagrams we can help you there but everybody we appreciate you tuning in oliver it's been way too much fun having you here i wish you could stay longer we
2: we thank you for having us we've enjoyed it the dogs have looked great and we can appreciate you and Carrie more
0: well thank you buddy and kevin i'm not sure what he did but yeah thanks to kevin thanks everybody all right we'll see you next week hey join our community if you enjoy the show if you enjoy our youtube if you enjoy instagram it's like buying me and Kevin a beer. Join patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters. The link is in the description. Click that link. Join the community. We've got tons of great videos, tons of great content, and you can ask me more questions. So join it. Enjoy it. We did it for you, and you're helping us produce a show. So thank you so much to that community. Get in, get out, let's roll. Patreon.com forward slash Lone Duck Outfitters.